Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I have the most amazing guest, my friend, the brilliant Lauren Cohen. How are you doing, Lauren? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for being here with us today. Appreciate it. My pleasure. I love being anywhere you are. Awesome. So give us, peeps, an idea of 5,000-foot view, who you are and, and what you do. Sure. So I am Lauren Cohen. As you can probably tell, and I don't know if this is audio and video, but as you, yeah, okay, cool. So as you can tell, <laughs> I, I have a connection to Canada. I am from Toronto. I live in the US. I am a cross-border lawyer and realtor, and I help people create strategies so that they can invest, live, work, and play across borders. That is what I do. Awesome. So what kind of exciting projects are you working on right now? Oh my gosh, so many. It's been just so busy <laughs> because a lot of Canadians really want to find options, not just Canadians. Like I'm talking right now with a Brit and I have a few Israelis and Brits and all, literally clients from all over the world. So I'm working with them mainly, mainly, and I say mainly because I didn't actually start this way, but as a realtor, I help them to invest in real estate and create strategies to use real estate as a path to immigration. My signature program is called How to Immigrate Through Real Estate, and it's become pretty popular, as you know, Michelle, since you do my marketing for me. <laughs> yeah, she's got 500,000 things on the go, and uh, we recently assigned another project manager to her so that we can keep track of all the things that you got going on. So yeah, it's a, a true ton. entrepreneur, right? And a fun. So let's back up the bus a bit. And how did you get into all of this? How did you get into specializing in immigrating through real estate? Oh, that's a fun story. So I'm originally from Toronto. I myself am an immigrant. I went through the whole process. I got visas. I did my green card. I became a citizen. And um, my so when I, I got married for the second time in 2006, and we went on our honeymoon to Thailand. And on the way back from our honeymoon, my husband at the time was expeditiously removed at the at the Chicago O'Hare airport and put into immigration jail and subsequently deported. And this is the, on the way back from our honeymoon. So that was a little shocking. I had no idea this was going to happen. If I had obviously went to left the country or maybe we would have, I don't know. <laughs> but the silver lining was that I really had an opportunity to pursue a brand new path of figuring out how to help others avoid a similar fate, not knowing what our fate was, being treated like cattle by the immigration service, which is very common, and um, figuring out strategies to help people find a path that's going to get them the results that they want. Because the last thing you want is to have a business, especially across borders, that you can't visit. And obviously the pandemic has impacted that, but under normal circumstances, you wanna be able to visit your business and see your investments and meet with your colleagues and your strategic partners. And so I created a, a system to allow people to do that because people shouldn't be stuck in any one place, especially these days, the world truly is your oyster. Nice, I love that. So now that you've been doing this for a few years, <laughs> yes, any just secrets. a few. <laughs> So now who do you love to serve and support? Who's your ideal client? 
Um, my ideal client is somebody that has something in mind, but doesn't know exactly how to execute it. Knows that they want to have a, a home or a presence or a business or investments across borders, mainly inbound to the US, but not exclusively. I also work inbound to Canada and inbound or outbound, I should say, from North America to other countries like Honduras and Mexico, actually. Just this morning, I heard from a client of mine who I know from eXp, which is my cloud-based real estate company that I'm so excited to be part of. And she set up a small home, uh, home development project in Honduras just a few months ago. They just sold out today. They sold their last unit. So she's in, um, she lives in Boston and she started this project with a Honduran partner. We, we literally helped her with all aspects of it. So it's not just inbound, it's also outbound and figuring out how to get the structure in place. So I really love working with people that are truly uh, committed to doing the right thing, not that just want that cheap visa, whatever the fastest path is to get it. And how can I do this? And, you know, how can I get around these rules? But rather here, let I have a real business. Now I want to get a visa with it. Now I want to actually impact not only my family, but other families as well. Nice. So what would you define as a real business? Um, so a lot of people invest in real estate totally passively. Um, and that's obviously the goal. I mean, for, for many people, they want to invest passively. They want to have residual income and they can often invest passively. But if you're investing in, in virtual real estate or you're doing virtual flipping or anything that does not require you to be there, it's kind of, it kind of flies in the face of the visa because the visa to get a visa to live and work in the US, even if you're not planning to live here full time, you need to show that you need boots on the ground. So how can you need boots on the ground if you're doing virtual flipping? So it's turning that kind of passive hobby type of real estate investing into a real business that requires active involvement, direction and management of the enterprise is the words that are used for the visa purposes. So <laughs> how do you virtually flip a house? It's like virtually buying a house. I can virtually yeah. buy a lot of houses, but it, yeah. it comes down well, to inevitably, you still got to sign the, <laughs> the paperwork. You do, but there's a lot of US-based companies that have been helping people or making, making these deals available so that basically they're using other people's money. So they're not actively involved in the business. It's, it is truly passive. It's it just, you know, it's like you buy, you're, you're kind of consigning the property, so to speak, because you're really never actually taking ownership. It's just flipping. So you're you're that conduit in the middle. So you can do a lot of that virtually. And a lot of real estate investment is actually done virtually and can be done virtually. And that's great. But once it turns from a more passive endeavor into a real active business, you're probably going to need a visa to, to run the business pro uh, properly. Very cool. So I know that this is an entire course on its own. So we won't go into all of that because I'm going to you know, yeah. let you know how to get a hold of Lauren in, the, in just a little bit, or you can scroll down to the to the details, the notes of the show and find that out. But um, in the meanwhile, let's start with kind of how many different visas there are and how many different ways there are to be able to kind of meet your business needs, if you will. Sure. It's interesting that you asked that, Michelle, because this morning I was talking to a fellow EXP realtor and I'm going to, I want to talk about EXP for a moment. So just don't, don't let us forget that. But I was talking to a fellow realtor, she's in the Virginia area. And she said to me, how do I find out about all these visas? 
And I, I said, well, it's kind of like alphabet soup. And it's true because there's the B visa and the E visa and the F visa and the J visa and EB5 and the L and just, oh, I mean, you name it. It literally is alphabet soup. And there, and there are so many different visas available, some business oriented, some student oriented, some marriage oriented, which is always your most, your easiest path is if you get married, maybe not the easiest path from the marriage <laughs> perspective, but from Unless, of course, you get detained coming in from your own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or in my case, right. But um, but at, at the time, I was not a U.S. citizen. And actually, had I been a U.S. citizen when we got married, that would have actually changed things, ironically. So um, not enough. But anyway, the point is that <laughs> you you there are so many different visas. And the cr most critical thing you can do for yourself is work with somebody that understands the different visas. Or if they don't know all the visas, because I sure, certainly don't know all the visas, but I have a team that knows all the visas. So if you need an O1 or a P1 or a J1 or an F1, which we don't even want to go into what these all are, then I have a team member that's going to help you get that. Okay, my focus is on business immigration, which is the most fun for me, because it's all about investing and creating strategies and helping impact the economy. I love that, right? So that gives me a thrill. But it doesn't mean that everybody likes that. A lot of people are dealing with, you know, asylum or different types of immigration, because people are in this is not generally the case in Canada, although there could be an argument right now that it is, but the people are escaping political persecution or something along those lines, right? Yeah, it's it's not going to fly. Actually, I have a client now who every other day is like, this is definitely political persecution. I should get a green card. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I just don't even want to go there. But so um, there's just so many different visas available and really just depends on if you're a business owner, if you're an investor, if you want to be an employee or you want to get a job or you're a student or you're getting married, we have to look at the specific circumstances of your interest in, in making this move. Well, and my understanding of it is it's not, um, it's not like a building block. Like it's not like Legos. If I get one, it's easier to get the next one and the next no, one kind of thing. Not usually. There are some that lead to others, um, but then there are, each one is generally mutually exclusive. So there are like, obviously you're going to have some credibility having had a visa, but sometimes that can also compromise you because they're like, well, why you, if your intention was, if you had a, a temporary intent, why are you now showing that you have a permanent intent and those contradict. So you have to explain the story. So it's a very complicated area. It's not, and it's ever changing. I mean, we're waiting right now for a big part of this industry to be renewed or not on June 30th. Uh, we don't even know what's gonna happen. So my a lawyer colleague called me this morning. She goes, well, if this happens, we'll go plan A. If this doesn't happen, we're gonna go plan B. I'm like, okay, sounds good to me. It's so highly complicated. It's a complicated process. It's very complex. <laughs> it's as complicated as the borders opening, but we won't again go there. Which we can all appreciate right now. Yes, yes, so, yes. Give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories. Oh my, okay. Um, well, I'm, I think I'm the best Cinderella story of all. But um, yeah, I have a client. Um, he's actually now one of my close friends. We actually were out with them last night for, to celebrate Father's Day. And he's from Toronto. And um, his name is Jeff Greenberg. And he was very vocal about this. So Jeff, a couple of years ago, we, we were friends in Toronto, but we had lost touch for a very long time. And so a few years ago, I want to say about four years ago, Jeff reached out to me. He found me on LinkedIn. 
And he said, oh, I didn't know you do this. We were just denied our visa. And they had sold their house and they had done everything. Like they were basically, they were driving, they were on their way to Florida. They had, you know, they were ready to go. They had everything packed up and they were denied entry. The visa was reject, um, was denied. And they were like, what are we gonna do? So they called me up. I have goosebumps as I think about this. They called me up and I was like, okay, this is like an old friend. Um, you know, he's got a denial. I have a perfect track record. I'm not going to tarnish that. Let me look at this case very carefully. Well, needless to say, he's now in the third year of his E2 visa, which I made sure he received. And he is very happy here and building a successful business. They actually are building a home right now. And um, his son is going to pilot school. And so, you know, that's that's a kind of Cinderella story where they were like destitute, like destitute is the right way, right word, but like they were destitute. Two hours from the border going, what do we do? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's true. And it does happen all the time. And then, you know, there's a lot of people like our, our mutual friend, Jay Fassett, who would have challenges every so often at the border coming in to run trade shows. And Jay was like, Lauren, fix me up sign me up, you know, lock me up. And sure enough, we locked him up. The other thing is- In the right way this time. Pardon? In the right way this time. That way, that's not good. But we got, you know, you have, that visa is an insurance policy. And it doesn't even matter if you want to move or you don't right now, that gives you flexibility. And the biggest thing I think most of us have learned through the pandemic is that we want options. We don't want to be stuck, Right. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a frustrating thing to be stuck in this situation of limbo. And so the visa buys you options. It gives you a social security number. It gives you the ability to build credit here. And especially if you're an investor, building credit is a big deal because then you can get mortgages and you get funding and all this. So there's just a plethora of opportunities that come with it. And the cost is not so high, even in terms of time not just financially, but you get so many, so many, so much upside and you don't ever even have to move. You can stay right where you are. Right. So, so that was kind of the, the breadth and width of what, who you work with to me is fantastic. Even just in the, the business to, to us visas, because it's not about necessarily moving to the States. It's about no. being able to do business across the borders. That's right. So when, what's the kind of one of the stumbling blocks that somebody's thinking like, I need you so badly right now because they, they don't think about, Hey, this is going to get me in trouble. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, um, so as soon as you, so if you set up, okay, I'll give you the, the most obvious example, which isn't really even getting in trouble, but it's about double taxation, which is probably a really big fear of a lot of people. <laughs> Okay. That's pretty big trouble. <laughs> and a lot, a lot of Canadians, especially, and we are, you know, we're both Canadians, so we can do this, but Canadians, especially, usually, usually, especially under normal circumstances, <laughs> are going back and forth a lot, right? They're driving across the border, they're investing in property and in, in, in different real estate, in businesses. A lot of us, you and I both do business across borders. You know, my podcast is called Investing Across Borders. Imagine that. And um, and so you're you're in the process of of doing that, and you um, you set up a what's called a limited liability company in the U.S. Why you go online, you do some research, and you say, oh, this is the way I want to set up my business. Okay, 
We have some colleagues in Calgary that did just this. They were in a very high-end coaching program about real estate investing in the US, but the high-end coaching program doesn't give a you know what about what happens in Canada because they're like, oh, you're going to make money here. We don't really care about what happens to you with the CRA. They don't care. They just, they're like, we did our job, yep. but they didn't. And so what happens is you set up this LLC here and guess what? The Canada Revenue, Revenue Agency doesn't recognize LLCs. So you may as well not have bothered to do anything because now you're subject to potentially paying double taxation as soon as that money goes back into Canada. So whatever a cash flow you realize, whatever income you realized, you're going to end up paying it to the CRA. But if you set up that structure properly from the get-go, and this doesn't even mean getting a visa, it just means, okay, I want to invest in whatever you're investing in. Let's set up the structure properly. And I'm not going to give you like the exact structure because that's giving away all my secret sauce. But generally, if you're staying in Canada, there's one way to do it. And if you're moving to the US, there's another way to do it, okay? And if you don't do that, you're going to pay double taxation. Well, that's a big problem, I would think. Who wants to do that? What's the point? Yeah, no, not happening. <laughs> so well, that's a big issue for sure. Thanks. Well, and I know that a lot of people think, oh, I'm just I'm just here doing my thing and collecting my business. But when your clients are international, <laughs> you, you kind of have international issues all of a sudden yep. that you may or may not know mm -hmm. about. So it's an awesome idea to get a hold of Lauren and just to have a consultation with her and go, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm at. And she's, like I said, wicked smart and has a team of phenomenal people with her and uh, has the answers that you're looking for. Also, before we forget, let's go back to ESQ and uh, tell us what's going on with that. So, so I, about a year and a bit ago, so I've had my real estate license for 13 years. I just renewed it last week. So that was uh, Fun. a lot more challenging than they expected. But anyway, so I've had my license for about 13 years and I literally did nothing with this license. I've just been sitting with this license and, you know, I didn't do transactions. That's not what I do. And um, I met somebody and was kind of wowed into, or charmed, literally charmed, into joining eXp. And I joined, I was like, okay, I haven't done anything with my license. Now, eXp is a cloud-based real estate company. It's in 14 countries. And as of this week, will be 15, I think 15, which means that 15th is Israel. Imagine that's one of my favorite countries and I'm really excited to be attracting talent there. Now, the beauty of EXP is that it's international. This morning I reached out to somebody in Barrie, Ontario. Okay, and the reason I reached out to him is because I have a client in North Bay who has a colleague, a, a mentee in the Barrie area who needed a real estate referral in Barrie. Okay. Now this guy is not on my team yet. He's not part of EXP, but I've been wanting to get him to join. So I reached out to him and he said, Oh my God, I'm so glad to, that you reached out to me. I've wanted, I'm ready to join. And he just signed his independent contractor agreement and I'm sending him a referral. Now I didn't say the referral was contingent on him joining. He just said, I'm ready. You know why? He's going to Panama in two weeks. And guess what? EXP is opening in Panama third quarter. Nice. So what that means is I, I'm the chair of international investments for eXp commercial. So I, as an international lawyer, have the ability to influence people and impact people's lives and work with realtors from all over the world. I have a team that has, we have, I have realtors in India, Israel, 
well, obviously Canada, US, Australia. One of my most active teammates is in Australia and he was born in Israel. So like literally Colombia, Mexico, South, South Africa, I mean, you name it. And it's super cool because the one a really big advantage for especially Canadians is it's not that easy to get a real estate license in Canada, is it? I wouldn't know. I've never gone to one. <laughs> in Alberta, it's a little less challenging. In Ontario, it's one year at, at a college. Now, when I lived in Ontario, wow. they I used to have a thing where if you were a lawyer, you could wave into the exam. You didn't have to do the course. Okay, that's over. No more. Because I wanted to do it last summer before the pandemic. And I was like, I have to do a course. I'm not doing a course. I just, you know, so, cause I'm Especially a lawyer. Course. Still. God, when are you going to have time to do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just one more thing, Michelle, why not? So I, I was like, no, that's not happening. But if you are in Canada and you get a visa, you can do two things. One, even without a visa, you can get a license in various U.S. states. One of which is just south of you guys, Montana. Okay, mm -hmm. so they have the ability, Canadians, non-Americans have the ability to get licensed in various states. That does not mean you can buy and sell property, but it means you can refer. Nice money for referrals, 25% across the board of whatever they're earning. If you refer a client, let's say you're Montana licensed and you refer a client from Calgary in Toronto, mm -hmm. that's a nice chunk of change in your pocket for making a referral. No and you can earn money from stock. You can earn money from bringing other talented agents in under you. And eventually, if you get your visa, you can continue to earn that income even with your visa because you're not, it's not actively, it's not active income. It's not employment income. So there's just so many amazing opportunities available and it's just been life-changing for me. Nice. That's awesome. I don't know any affiliate marketer that would say that it's not active income. <laughs> Yeah, it's active, let me tell you. But if you qualify for a different tax bracket, that's awesome. Or not tax bracket, but a different, um, what's what I'm looking for? It's, it's just like, okay, so basically, yes, affiliate marketing is active, but because you're not an employee yeah. and you're not purely an independent contractor, you're not going out and actively doing something, it's considered passive. Nice. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Super cool. So um, let's finish. Before I head you off with your last words and letting people know how to get a hold of you and all that kind of fun stuff, at what point in life did you know what that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you should become a successful entrepreneur? So it's an interesting question because for me, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer from a very young age, right? And then I came to the States. I came to America. And I never really found my place. Right, exactly. <laughs> I never found my place. I was always struggling, like figuring out where do I fit? What's my career path? And um, I had a nice little job. And when that job ended, because the company closed, I kind of was like faced with, well, you can have a little menial job because I wasn't fully licensed in Florida. I'm licensed in the States, but not Florida. And I wanted to live in Florida and there were all these restrictions and I wasn't gonna really get as far as I wanted to get. So I became an entrepreneur by force, not realizing how much I was gonna love it at the time. And I think that that's definitely the case with a lot of entrepreneurs, especially during and post pandemic, right? Yeah. So, and then, and then, then 
then I became a mom much later in life than most. And I was like, I uh, thank God that I had a business. Now it's been up and down and up and down and up and down and way, way, way down at the beginning of COVID actually for the first, until, I, until after I started working with Michelle, very, very, very tough, tough days because who was going across borders? Nobody. Right. They, we were lucky if they were still existing, these companies, right? So it's given me the opportunity to change people's lives. And I love, love, love doing that. I, I really thrive on helping people accomplish their goals and look outside of the box because way too many lawyers, no offense to lawyers, are in the box. Like if it doesn't say this in the regs, you know, like my colleague that I mentioned who called me this morning about this June 30th deadline, she's like, how about we do this and this and this? And I'm like, I, that's why I love her. Cause she's not one of those. She's like, we can do this and we can come up with this strategy. I'm like, okay, I'm in, count me in, you know? So, and, and you, you really need to be an out of the box thinker. You can't pretend to be an entrepreneur. You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't fake it because you're either an entrepreneur or you're not. And you're going to know. And everybody else is going to know too. And so will your bank account. <laughs> so will your bank account. That's what, that is correct. So, and that's part of why I love working with Michelle and Brad so much because, I mean, I, I obviously am talking with Michelle more, lucky for Brad, driving her a little crazy. But you know what? She's a little crazy too. And so when I'm a little crazy, she's reacting instead of saying, oh, no, that doesn't fit or no, you didn't say this or whatever. And that's part of why we, I resonate so well with her, because she really understands this, the life of an entrepreneur, because she is one. <laughs> there you go. Nice. So if people want to get a hold of you and they want to pursue their entrepreneurial career and cross borders, how do they get a hold of you and do you have any goodies for them? Well, they can go to one of the many websites that Michelle has created for me. Um, for example, uh, um, for example, what, one of my websites is laurenesq.com. That's actually my podcast website. But my main website is ecouncilglobal.com, E-C-O-U-N-C-I-L-G-L-O-B-A-L.com. And of course, I also have immigratethroughrealestate.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Facebook, Instagram. On Instagram, it's Lauren underscore Cohen underscore ESQ. I really play on that Lauren ESQ. That's kind of my tagline. And you can find me pretty much anywhere by looking that up. And um, um, please subscribe to my podcast, Investing Across Borders. I have some really amazing guests on there. And um, it's been a lot of fun. I started it in November and I, I don't even, it's just fun. It's fun, right? Absolutely. So if you're driving right now or for whatever reason can't get to the notes, um, they, we will have Lauren's information in the show notes. We'll also have them at awarenessstrategies.com slash podcast. So you can go and check her out there as well. Awesome. So any last words for our peeps today? Yes. Don't hesitate. If this is something that you're thinking about, set up a call with me. If this is something that you might want to do in the future, set up a call. If you have any inkling of investing across borders and you're like, well, it's not the right time. It's the right time. Don't delay, just do it and make sure that you do it right. Don't try to just, okay. So I say, just do it, but that doesn't mean 
go online and go to whatever, we're not gonna say site names and download something and process something and pay $400. That's not gonna help you make sure you do it right. Get a strategy in place and follow it. And don't, don't deter on your path because you will end up missing opportunities. Awesome. So yeah, if you're thinking about it right now, but you don't think you have enough information to have an articulate a intelligent conversation with Warren, trust me, she will get it out of you with the information that she needs. And all of a sudden you'll be popping with ideas and things will be yeah. blowing and going. You'll be like, oh my God, that was awesome. That was fantastic. Do not wait until you're all packed up and loaded in, in <laughs> no, two hours from the border. That. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> do not do that. Do, plan it ahead of time. Get it set up straight and, and have a nice, easy, headache-less process, or at least to the best of our ability. It'll be fun, I promise. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for being here with us today, with me here today and, and the audience. This is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. And if you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show, or if you have any questions or topics that you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.